0: Let the dawning of the new earth begin by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. The world is going mad. Never before have we experienced such blatant, unashamed behavior as seen globally today. Do you realize the world's wickedness is rapidly fulfilling Satan's plan for mankind? He decreed he would rule God's people, be as God to them, And this He has accomplished over a large part of humanity. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 and 14 For you, Lucifer or Satan, have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. It is sad that he has had his greatest success through the world's church. Sin is acceptable in her, false doctrines and lies okay, and hypocritical leadership the norm. Just bring the tithes and offerings. Not much else is required. Revelation, chapter 18, verses 2 through 3, describes her perfectly. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the Great, the name given to all the world's churches, secret societies, any form of religion, regardless of what or who they worship, is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Daily, more and more disillusioned people fall away straight unto Satan's side, angry at God, mad at the church, and turned to a lifestyle that further backs Satan's aspirations. All the while, they honestly believe they are doing exactly what they have chosen for themselves. A battle between heaven and hell is raging, but few are even aware. Time is running out. The final phase of the battle is approaching, and a last-ditch effort on Satan's part is being executed to draw people to His side, do things His way, thus causing them to stand as evidence before God. They are the lawless, the unrighteous, His. Look at His evil marking on them through the many tattoos. More than half the world has them, not understanding their significance or their importance to Satan's cause, or that they are breaking God's law. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28 You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. The skull and crossbones, wings, etc., on their clothing is also confirmation of who they belong to. Satan is harvesting people that will fit his kingdom of darkness, while the Lord is setting aside ones that suit the kingdom of light. Father is looking for a people that will love Him and therefore obey His law, unlike Adam and Eve, who parented this lawless race. 1 John 5, verse 3 For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. John chapter 14 verse 21 He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. He is looking for ones with a nature like his to build a new society, a new culture, a new world. He wants the earth filled with children that are in His image to replenish the planet, returning order, harmony, and perfection, as He originally created it to be. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 49 And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. He is always watching for people of like mind to help bring the new world into being, a people that will always seek his advice, knowing only in him is their absolute perfection. In fact, he will only use a humble people that truly understand they cannot do anything of value without him. John chapter fifteen, verse five. States plainly, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Unlike Adam and Eve, who had no concept of evil, these enlightened ones understand the consequences of disobeying God's laws. They see the futility of taking in knowledge that did not come from Him have experienced life in the faulty systems of man, and were once a part of the evil culture of the world themselves. They chose to change. These righteous ones, now securely wrapped in Christ's blood-stained robe, have witnessed how the traits of the fallen angels that crossed with man have genetically been passed on, and have even intensified through a weird kind of selective breeding Lust is drawn to lust, so lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life have been pivotal in pairing people of like kind to marry and reproduce children, even strengthening these traits in them. The world is full of these people now. That is why, over the decades, the family unit has weakened. Morals and manners around much of the globe have become something of the past, no longer taught in the home or schools. Filthy language is universally used. Innocence is lost at an early age at an alarming rate. Modesty is a thing of yesteryear. You can see openly the world's competitiveness, the need to be top dog, with money, sex, and power the thing to be sought after. God's chosen people, without any doubt, understand all this has come about through man's continued indulgence in the original sin, choosing the wrong knowledge, and therefore, seeking guidance from the wrong kingdom. What can man do to remedy this? Nothing. Yes, you read correctly. Nothing. Understand, we cannot fix or change the world. Mankind has tried over and over, and it just gets worse. Why? Because God has condemned it. This world is not His. It is the handiwork of Satan. The world we live in is an abomination to this planet and all creation on it. God promised us He would destroy it. Mankind has already brought a curse against ourselves many times over by trying to rectify things ourselves. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 reveals this truth. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Pretty plain. So do we still want to look to the people of the world for answers to life's problems? Look at the example of King Josiah. All the kings before him were wicked. They served other gods and did evil in the sight of the Lord. God said He would destroy them and their land. 2 Kings chapter 22, verses 16 and verse 17. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants. All the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, Because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. His words will not come back void. Josiah thought he could change God's mind by doing all he could to restore true worship. He tore down the high places used to worship false gods. He held a large Passover feast, greater than any other celebrated before. He did away with all that practiced witchcraft, really tried his very best to fix things. Restore things and please God. Second kings chapter twenty three verses twenty six through twenty seven It did not work. nevertheless, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath with which his anger was aroused against Judah, because of all the provocations with which Manasseh has provoked him. And the Lord said, I will also remove Judah from my sight as I have removed Israel and will cast off the city Jerusalem which I have chosen and the house of which I said my name shall be there so what happened to Josiah for all his efforts to change the things god said he would destroy he died in battle second kings chapter 23 verse 29 In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went to the aid of the king of Assyria, to the river Euphrates, and king Josiah went against him. And Pharaoh Necho killed him at Megiddo when he confronted him. Will mankind ever get it? We have put so much faith in man's government, his banking and educational systems, only to sink further into an irreparable situation. As stated before, mankind has sadly looked for God's guidance in the world's churches, only to be fed false doctrines, and at best given a set of hypocritical guidelines, often broken by those that teach them. Studies concerning God Himself are taught through man's intellect, based again on the world's knowledge. God, as they are taught, is not the God of truth, the God of the Bible. Bottom line, there is no hope in men from any sector of the world. Our only hope lies in the intervention of God. We need a worldwide Hanukkah. Enough is enough. God promised the earth to His children, But unless He intervenes, much of it will be destroyed, along with the majority of creation, leaving only those safeguarded by the plan of Satan. These are the evil ones that allow Him to be as God to this world through them, some knowingly, others unknowingly. They are His beloved, His bride. Babylon and those He governs through the Beast. What can we do to stop the downhill slide of mankind? Praise, pray, and do it honestly, in spirit and in truth, believing with faith in our hearts and minds that the only answers lie in the hands of the Almighty. We must be convinced that ultimately He will annihilate those that will not receive truth or change and destroy totally their plans and handiwork. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 backs our thinking. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. There will be a massive distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous. Revelation chapter 20, verse 15, reveals their fate. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There is no forgiveness or resurrection from the lake of fire. It is a second death without the covering of the cross. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly, out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. But far beyond all that, we must understand, only God can destroy and defeat the invisible enemy and destroy the evil spirits behind this world's actions. He promises to make them ashes under our feet. Malachi chapter 4 Verses two and three. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day I do this, says the Lord of hosts. To see this scripture come to fruition, however, Man must see the hopelessness of our trust in man and sincerely call on the Lord to intervene for us. We must ask the Lord to join us in prayer and praise as we beseech the Father to put an end to all sickness, pain, sorrow, war, poverty, decay, and death and bring even time to an end and restore eternity. Hebrews, chapter 7, verses 24 and verse 25. But He, Jesus, because He continues forever, is eternal, has an unchangeable priesthood, our only needed High Priest. Therefore, He is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him. Here again we see we can do nothing without Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. He agrees with us in prayer. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I, Jesus, will sing praise to you. We battle through prayer and praise with the Lord, Holding the reins, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are truly mighty through God. He has done all things for us, He died to set us free from the consequences of the original sin, which was ironically an insult to Him. In that, Eve chose the knowledge of Satan over the Son of God, who was the Word. How gracious the Lord is! 1st peter chapter 2 verse 24 speaks of christ's sacrifice of himself who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree cursed is the one hung on a tree he took our place that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed the adamic Altered race continues to walk in the original sin, however, reenacting it daily and increasing the evil it produces. We can see, however, the heart of the Lord. He never turned anyone away that asked to be saved and through His sacrifice on the cross positionally defeated the world and the enemy for them. John chapter 16 verse 33 these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world he overcame it all but we must leave our attachments to the world and the enemy he defeated behind us in order to walk in that victory Those that have taken in His end-time knowledge walked away from the world in their hearts and minds and obeyed the laws written there stand as evidence in the face of the enemy that we are children of the Almighty, His sacred seed born through the Word and incorruptible. 1 Peter 1, verse 23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. We are His victory. A few years back, June 8, 2011, to be specific, we and our readers cried out to God to set us free from the enemy and His world. The results were astounding. Truth was revealed that forever changed our thinking our perspective on things and helped us to cope with the end-time advancement of the enemy. We announced the time we would be crying out to God locally, as well as to all the different time zones. So we would be as one voice, crying out to God from the earth, begging Him to intervene, save His people. Let's do it again. Those that frequent our website have largely grown in number so our voice will be much, much louder. Our hearts and minds are full of His knowledge. Our decisions are determined by the knowledge of and obedience to His law. Our conviction is stronger and our minds are firmly set on Him for the answers to man's catastrophic conditions as well as our future on this planet. We are better prepared to be ones He can use to build a new culture, refurbish the earth, start over. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13 Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. All will be perfect and in right standing with God. Revelation Chapter 21, verse 1, and verses 4 and 5. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. The sea is symbolic of the restless, lawless sea of humanity. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. He will demolish, exterminate, destruct, utterly destroy all sin, lawlessness, along with those that walk in it. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write for these words are true and faithful. In closing, the Feast of Hanukkah is coming, friends. How perfect is the timing! The number three is the number of emphasis. So let us set up three different times. We will cry out with one voice, bombard the heavenlies with our request for the end of the reign of Satan and to begin the destruction of this world. Let us make an earnest request to the Father's heart. You set your people free from Egypt, and released them from Pharaoh, as they cried out to you, Father. You are not a respecter of persons. So set us free from the world and Satan, and let the dawning of the new earth begin. Set us free!